every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. All right, everybody. So for our next guest, we have Scott Janadon, who has been with FFL for a year and is an infinite banking specialist. He can help you run illustrations. He can help you be prepared to do infinite banking. And I was like, dude, I don't even know what the heck infinite banking is. So to start, Scott, thank you for getting on. Can you, thank you. Can you give me a two-minute overview on infinite banking? Sure. Well, I'll start by saying thank you to you and, uh, you know, FFL USA and, you know, Sean, Mike and Sean Rogier and everybody in FFL and AMS. Um, I'll start by saying kind of what infinite banking is not and why I was brought on. Uh, infinite banking is, is not, uh, an index UL or UL or VUL policy, um, for many different reasons, but infinite banking is being utilized by, uh, putting together a program uh, through dividend paying whole life insurance policies, but they got to be designed properly by someone like myself or a specialist. It's not just your typical. You just don't do an illustration. Yeah, you know, you do the illustration, but it has to be specially designed properly by someone that knows how to do it. Not like your traditional whole life, like Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman talk about, like you're paying maximum amount of money. Um, we can design them very, very differently than how you can, let's just say, an index UL policy. Um, because typically when you're designing some of those policies, and there's nothing wrong with either of them, they're just two different types of products. One is meant for banking, right? And the like other banking, one is meant like for, go to the bank and pull money out type of banking. That's correct. You can literally design a policy like I just did last night for a real estate developer that wants to put in $100,000 every single year, every year, and have the minimum annual premiums of $12,000 a year. But every single year after that, they have the ability of putting in $12,000 minimum as a floor and $100,000 every single year to load up and still be designed as a non-MEC or modified endowment contract. So as an example, you can literally get someone that does real estate that wants to invest in real estate that let's say doesn't want to use their cash sitting in Bank of America savings account and they want to go buy a $400,000 property to rent or Airbnb or whatever. And typically you spend uh, 20% you got to put down 20% down at Bank of America let's say for an investment property or you don't want to, you don't want to pay PMI insurance. Well, instead of using your cash and then it's gone and you got to replenish it now, which is going to take you, I don't know, five, six, 10 years to replenish 80 grand. You can literally take the 100,000 from your LLC, general account, your personal account, whatever it is, and put it right into this specially designed policy that I know how to design. Make your minimum premiums $12,000 a year, 1,000 a month, 
and still have access to borrow the money within a few weeks of putting the hundred in At up what? to 75, 80% tax free to go give it to Wells Fargo now and earn dividends on the full 80,000 as if you never borrowed a single penny. Okay. So, so we're earning money while you're borrowing. So you're basically earning more money than the interest you're borrowing at. Is that, is that the, is that a fair statement? That's correct. Because the, the difference, Andrew, is now when we're talking about infinite banking using whole life, especially designed whole life, you are receiving dividends from a mutually owned insurance company that's been around over a hundred plus years and has never once missed a dividend payment. And we're not talking about stock companies that have to answer to shareholders for profit. So while you and I or other people may have ups and downs in a 401k IRA index. They don't. Who, they still get the uh, the profits, the board members, the CEOs. So if, if people don't understand what a dividend is through a mutual company, you're not getting a percentage based upon a return uh, or rate of return. Like there's no investing in this program you're getting a percentage in the form of a dividend based upon the performance of the actual mutual insurance company. How do they take our premiums? And at the end of the year, what did we, what did they earn? And now we as owners, what did they earn minus in that profit share? Minus uh, death claims, right? Say, say again, what, what they earned minus death claims. What do you mean uh, when they earn? You mean as far as the dividends? Yeah. What they earned minus expenses and claims they paid and all of that, right? Yes, yeah. So they take the money, they take our premiums, and then they look at what was the uh, mortality cost, actuaries. Um, They see how much it costs for admins and and advertising. And then at the end of the year, they'll come down to see what was the profit share. And then as business owners, right, because we're a business owner now of a mutual company, when you pay into this mutual company, now you participate in the profit shares in the form of a dividend. And that's where you're now earning every single year a dividend because they've never stopped earning it for 120 years since Lafayette Life's been in, in, in existence. All right. So, so, so number one, the company we're using 99% of the time is Lafayette Life. Correct. If you're with FFL, how do they contract with Lafayette Life? Like, yeah. do they just reach they- out to their upline, their manager? What do they do? There's a couple of different ways of doing it. Um, they can reach out to their upline, right? Their admin, or they can also reach out to the uh, AMS, the advanced market team, uh, maybe contracting at FFLAMS.com. That's one way they can do it. Okay. Now, Lafayette Life is, uh, from what I understand, they're not going to just give anyone a writing number. Like we have 20,000 agents plus, right? We're probably on 30,000 so by now. You have, have to, to submit your, everybody. F- your first piece of business to get a writing number? That's correct. So that's that's the first thing. But what I've been able to do for the last year to help facilitate that a little bit for the agents is instead of the agents that may or may not know how to explain this or even open Pandora's box to try to answer questions that they don't have the answers to, they can leverage me and I can just do the presentation. If they just come on my Zoom, I got a calendar link where they can just log in my calendar. It shows them a Zoom. They pick a time and they can get the client on my Zoom where I do the presentation. I share my screen and they just sit there, watch and 
And you're this a licensed agent. Run. You're a licensed agent, and you'll actually help them close the deal. That's correct. I'm. I was brought in. I, I, I've talked to Sean Ruggiero for for many many years, um, and uh, he asked me last year if I knew more about infinite banking and and how this works because social media like TikTok, so uh, um, YouTube has has it wrong. They, they're trying to portray the IULs as a uh, infinite banking. <laughs> And you can't do that because in year one, if you apply premium, you don't. You and can't you take have it a net out. cash area zero. You can't get cash. So, so I was kind of brought in to isolate that and kind of change the narrative and explain the difference between those two. But um, yes, to answer your question is I'm able to become now a mentor. That was that was the, what I worked worked on with AMS. That I I want to be like a maybe like a vendor or something like where I want to educate. I want to train. That's the background I come from is like. And just to be transparent with everybody, you're in the hierarchy to receive a small override. You don't take any commission from the agent, but no, no, I do. No, that that's different. Oh, you do. That's not what I have. What I have right now is like, I'm not a W2 employee. What I have right now is I will train, educate and mentor the agents that want me to help them. Uh, whether it's one-on-one or as a team, like agencies, like I've worked with a couple of different agencies that are using me, you know, for uh, guest speaking, kind of like what we're doing today, maybe, or um, when they have their their nightly meetings to go over their numbers, I'll pop on if they want me to, to answer questions. I make myself accessible. Now, do you take so, a percentage if you close a deal for an agent? Yes. You take Okay. What do you take? Yeah. So my deal is minimum 25%. They get 75% to sit there, watch, take notes, uh, basically get paid to just watch me, watch me work. Um, and basically from there and that point on, I'm able to put their name on the application with me as long as their paperwork, their contracting paperwork is in-house at AMS. Okay. So as long as we have the paperwork filled out correctly mm-hmm. with uh, – uh, you'll need a copy of your errors and omissions, anti-money laundering. You'll need a voided check. And if you have all of those documents ready, prepared with the application filled out, I can put your name on the application as pending. And now it shows Lafayette Life that you actually have a piece of business with a writing agent. Got it. And now we need to expedite that process because we can't hold you or your client up. So we need to get this done quick. The 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 issue that we may have that we run into sometimes is... All the uplines have to have it as well, Andrew. Yeah, so, well, if they don't have it, they get missed. So well, get your get I your, don't wanna, get I don't your contracting in. Get your contracting in, yeah. or you get missed. That's the way I like to do things. And don't I call and complain because yeah. we just told everybody. All right, so okay. um, if because this can like be confusing. Because if I'm a brand new okay. agent, I'm thinking, what the what the heck are you talking about? Yep. So let me so, simplify it. No, I, I just want to do this. What do they ask? What should I ask if I have an appointment to identify a potential infinite banking customer? Okay. What I ask, what I have the agents ask right now is a couple of different questions. One, do you own your house or do you rent the house? And if they rent the house, I, I you can't really help them. If they own a house, I typically ask how much are you putting towards the mortgage? I want to know the mortgage, the amount of mortgage, the interest rate, and then how much extra are you putting towards the uh, minimum, right? The the minimum uh, mortgage payment. Are you making an extra 100, 200, 
And then I, I tell them, you know, you may want to stop doing that. I'll show you a better way where you can put that money and leverage it for more, you know, pay off your, I can, I can show you how to pay off your house in 15 years instead of 30 by showing you certain things. Then I ask them, do you have any credit card debts where maybe you have 10, 15, $20,000, but are you paying the minimums that they require like $123 or are you paying 200, 300? So I'm trying to isolate it. Well, I'm trying to effectively get the inefficiencies of overpayments. I mm. want to see where are they putting their money, right? And I want to use the inefficiencies to build a premium. So I'll gather that information, a card, you purchase you, a card, you, you lease it. So a lot of mortgage protection clients are probably going to be um, the majority of your clients. Okay, so I that. sell a mortgage protection client. I ask them if they, I know they own a home because mm-hmm. it's a mortgage protection lead. Uh, and then what would else, what, like with annuities, it was always, what do you have that acts like life insurance, like stocks, bond, CDs, 401ks. And then that would help me identify what they had to potentially go back and write them an annuity. And I'm trying to find what that is for infinite banking. That's not confusing. Yeah. Well, minimum 250 a month, let's just say, is something that I would start with some, whether they're 20 years old or, I don't know, 55, let's just say. And any extra money they have that's just sitting in a bank doing absolutely nothing. This is like a supercharged savings account emergency fund. That's what we're building. It's also an opportunity fund because because when opportunity uh, comes up, you have money to go buy. So if they have a car, if they have a credit card that they're still paying, uh, but they're making overpayments. Like what I was doing is I was making, you know, eighteen hundred dollars a month of payments when my minimums were like fourteen hundred. So I was giving an extra four hundred dollars a month. Where now I can use that towards my premium, and any money that's sitting in my savings account, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand, I can put that money that was set aside for emergencies right inside of my policy, and, and then I can take it I right back out. Take it right back out. So now, what? Like, I can do, I get a debit card for this thing? <laughs> no, no, it's not. A, it's not a. It's not a. Uh, a brick and mortar where you can walk in. I wish it was, but loans loans take about seven days, seven business days to come back to you which is perfectly okay with me if I know what I'm going to pay. But since I was the guinea pig for Family First to try it out and test the waters, uh, my premiums that I set up was $6,000 twice a year, semi-annually, so $12,000 a year. So what I did is I gave them $6,000, and I also gave them uh, $20,000 from a savings account. So $26,000, immediately when I gave Lafayette Life that money, I was able to borrow $22,000 out tax-free. And I took the twenty two thousand. At what interest rate, though? What interest rate are they? Five percent. And then, what are you making on your dividend? Well, the dividend currently was at five point two percent and growing, but the dividend isn't as important as is my money earning on my money every single year without being touched. Even the money you took out, you're still getting that dividend on. Yes. What if the dividend has the dividend gone under five percent? Not that I know of. 120 years. I haven't seen that. No. And and because the dividends are reflected based upon the interest rate environment, and because the interest rate environment keeps going up, the dividends are going to be a lot better. So you're telling me I could <clears throat> I could buy an infinite banking policy for three hundred put three hundred grand in there, take three hundred grand out and buy a house. <laughs> Not that much. Okay. So two hundred. I could take two hundred out and buy a house. 
Yeah, but the minimum premiums <laughs> on that because you got to stay underneath the MEC guidelines, mm-hmm. right? The seven penny MEC test. The minimum for someone that wants to put in, let's say, three hundred thousand dollars, you'll have to pay a minimum that I can design of thirty six thousand dollars a year minimum that you have to put in. That How much life insurance comes with this thing? Like, we're not when you're designing infinite banking. We're not designing it for death benefit. We want the lowest amount of death benefit possible. Lowest premium. We want to overfund it <laughs> as much as we can. See the difference, and I'll I'll, I'll explain how we we structure this. Using whole life for infinite banking through Lafayette because you can't do this with all carriers. The way we design it is a portion of your premium goes towards, let's say, the base policy or the cost of insurance. So if I'm paying $500 a month and 250 of that goes towards the actual cost of insurance, the extra money goes towards what we call paid-up additions or PUA. Now that goes, let's just say, right to the cash value account. Now in order to be able to put more money into this policy to utilize it as a banking function, you need more death benefit. Because according to the, uh, the yeah, I got test, it. Yeah, you you, this is like an anti-money laundering deal, right? You can't just dump unlimited Correct. amount of money into these policies. Correct. But now, in order for your cash to be underneath the MEC test, you need more death benefit. We are able to design a policy that can put a term right inside of it. So Lafayette Life allows us to apply a 7, 10, 15, 20, or a 30-year term right inside of a policy. So now I got a term policy in the form of a writer. Mm-hmm. Let's say a million dollars for I got it. Yeah. So you add a term on. All right, since we're short on time, I want to I want to get to some other things. Let's say I don't want to give you 25% of my commission. I want to keep 100%. That's perfectly understandable and I understand that. If they want to do that, they can go ahead and um, go to Ask the Specialist. I'll design all the policies for them. Okay, no so problem. you're on the back end of Ask a Specialist. And you'll design the illustration, send it to them, and help them. But you're not going to get on Zoom with their client and sell it for them. Yeah, they don't need me to do that. That's not what they want. I mean, I'll I'll still do a calendar. I'll still do. Uh, I'll still call them. I still call them anyway. If I see something on Ask the Specialist, you can ask the majority of everyone. I give them my information. They can still schedule with that. With now, regardless, do of you want to give your information out on here, or are you are you fine. worried you'll get blown up? Every time I do a webinar with with Sean, once a once a, a month or two, my my stuff's on there. So whether it's two hundred, three hundred, or six hundred people that's going to see this or that pop on a webinar, yeah, it's Scott at fflams.com, or they can go to my Calendly they, if they want to, Calendly.com backslash Scott Janot. That's what they want, and I'll and be happy to help anyone. S C O T T G E N A D. Correct. Okay. Right. All right, so, dude. Well, for everyone on here, I don't want I don't want this to confuse people. I don't want people to think they have to know all this right away, but I want them to know that this is where we're going, where an agent can uh, help people in almost, I mean, as many different ways as possible if the product fits. So this is just another tool we're going to be looking into and using. And I have a friend that just closed one of these and he was like, Oh my God, Matt Goodrich. Did you run the illustration for him? I probably did. <laughs> he just closed it. He know, called me Matt. like, you got to yeah. be kidding me. He's like, I can't He's believe what just happened. So with that being said, thank you for sharing. We got to move on to our next guest, but uh appreciate you, man.
I appreciate you. Thank you. See you guys.